Hey, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, the show where you can show up authentically, be safe, be seen, and have somebody that's going to come alongside you and help you fight for what you want. Let's get after it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. Uh, this is episode 23. I am the wolf. I'm the warrior. And uh, we are going to do part two today of <laughs> what I describe as a really tough topic. And we're laughing because uh, and I'm laughing uh, because there's fear <laughs> in this for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of fear in this, but I also think that it is there's no humanly possible way to deny the fact that it is running rampant and no one is freaking talk about talking about it. Uh, this is the second, this is a follow-up to our original podcast of the porn paradox. We are diving back into this. Um, we've gotten some feedback from some folks and they wanted us to go a little bit deeper. Uh, and the reality of it is uh, right, wrong, and different, whether you agree, whether you disagree or not, um, I, the feedback that we got, people were refreshed that someone's at least willing to freaking talk about this, yep. um, because the amount of, the, the amount of money alone tells me that it is, it is ridiculously widespread and somebody is not owning up to it because nobody talks about it. Nope. I mean, just, so just reiterate, we, we said on our last episode, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, someone doing all the facts. So we, I shared with you the statistic that the porn industry makes more money per year than the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, and we can even throw MLS in there. I'm just blown away, dude. When you gave me that stat, we're talking about an industry that brings in that kind of resources and nobody's talking about it. Hundreds of billions of dollars. So here's something even more crazy, which this kind of spurred on. So the feedback we got, yes. And I think it'd be interesting to go into that because I think maybe we got some similar feedback. We also got some different feedback. So I'd like to get into that. But what really hit me, and I don't know if you know this, know this or not, uh, the largest, I guess, purveyor paid site of uh, adult videos is a website called... And I, I'm not even going to plug the website, but it's a big website uh -huh. whose initials are PH, right? So okay. what came what came down is there's a government, there was an undercover investigation done. And one of the CEOs admitted that there's a government loophole that nobody will ever change because there's so much money coming into it. This loophole, yeah. Yeah, so, so this loophole is allowing child sex trafficking and child pornography and rape videos simply if a if the faces are blurred out because then there doesn't have to be any va age verification that's disgusting so think about that for a second so the largest paid site for adult content all somebody has to do and anybody can post to this too it's similar to youtube right, right. so anybody can post a video so some sicko out there could be trafficking children rape videos whatever they are and as long as they blur faces out there is no age verification. So why? And the reason, my judgment, the reason behind that is, is those hundreds of billions of dollars. 
Buddy, I will say the word Epstein, and it will justify what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I get it. So, and I love so, the fact that you're not willing to give that website any publicity. Good for you. Yeah, I, I, I can't in good conscience. I'm going to go look it up. No. So I want to dive into kind of the feedback that, that we got that kind of led. I, it, just say, uh, I, I would love to know what you heard. The feedback that I got, it was actually from a lot of women. Yeah. Who have been hurt in relationships because of pornography or porn, pornography addiction. Right. So many times, like I hear like, it's like a victimless thing. Like nobody gets hurt. It's you do it by yourself for the most part, you know, but gosh, man, hearing other people be like, it destroyed my marriage. It destroyed my husband. It made my dad leave my mom. Just so, so the feedback I got is people want, people wanted to, from our sense, like dive more into it, dive more into the, the ramifications and the hurt that it can cause. Thousand percent. So that's that's a lot of the feedback I got. I would even offer, brother, like dive into the hurt that's driving you to the site. Right? Mm-hmm. Once you're there, that's a different kind of hurt. We're talking about so much hurt in this space. And I and I alluded to it, right? I know that I take a little more liberal uh, stance on this than than you have a tendency to do. Um, because I'm not in anybody's bedroom. That's none of my business. Uh, but you and I have unilaterally agreed. If I go, if I'm shopping for a car, if I go to CarMax.com, no, mm-hmm. they're not a sponsor. We don't have to put any plug in or anything. But what am I looking for? I went to that site for a reason. I needed something on that site. I look at all the tabs that I have up on my browser right now. And I need something. There's information on every single one of them that I need. Right? Mm-hmm. The question that I have is, what need do you have that's taking you to that site? And it's not physical. Let's just start there. Yeah. It is not you need or want something that you're not getting somewhere else. That's why you're there. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. I think the problem for me lies in that's how I think that's where the conversation stops a lot of times. People are like, okay, hey, well, you're hurt or you're looking for intimacy or your wife is cold or distant, or your husband is cold or distant. So we're like, okay, well, you're hurt. So that's why you're there. Yeah. And then that's where the conversation stops. Yep. Right. So, but you do you because that, because like you said, that's your bedroom. That's what you're going to do. Yep. Episode, you know, we talked about like, who's at your table and people having authority, right? And yep. your and I don't have authority. I only have authority to speak into like a handful of people's lives, but I would, I would offer it. I present it. Like if you, if we had a good friend who wasn't getting, you know, was looking for something, was searching for something to heal a wound with alcohol, with heroin, with drugs or something like that, we're going to say something, but like you're killing yourself. You're ruining your life. You're alienating people around you. Like we would say something about that. Yeah. But when it comes to pornography or that addiction, we're like, yeah, I'm not touching that. And you know, For it's the most part. you say that because we have a man at our table right now mm-hmm. who has flat out asked for help yeah. in this space. And, and, it, and then what we, I feel like with us, you know, we'll be able to help that man. But what I'm, 
I'm talking about as a whole, as a society. There's a reason why it's $300 billion a year. Well, like I said, like I said, brother, like I look at all the tabs that's open yeah. right now on my browser and I'm like, oh, I'm using that site for this. I'm using this site for that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to those sites for what? Is it connection? Is it affirmation? Is it control? Mm-hmm. What is it you're looking like? That's where I want to get. Like absolutely, absolutely. Because but, how many different places can someone go to get the physical gratification? You don't have to go to a website to get that. No, right? What is it you went to the site for? And that's the vulnerability that I believe men and women aren't willing to step into. Why are? What are you looking for? Yeah. Oh, no, I get it. And I think the, the root problem is like, you've got to figure out what's going on. My issue is not issue is just we, if we, yeah, again, I said with alcohol or drugs, like you can look at somebody and be like, <clears throat> you know, doing hardcore drugs is illegal, right? So you're, when you're breaking the law, you're risking jail time, you're risking killing yourself. But when it comes to like, we know, and again, in our situation is kind of different. Like if we have people like, Hey, I need help with this. But for the most part, worldwide, especially in, in Western society in America, it is not something we're like, we're just like, yeah, that's between you and, and your spouse or between you and the screen or whatever. So I guess my goal is to start bringing more awareness to it. I think if more people, especially men, start putting their foot down and be like, this isn't okay. I think I, I definitely think that the physical act in and of itself, hey, do do you, that's that's something I don't necessarily think I can help you with. Meaning what? Like, like, I, what, what, like somebody participating in? Yeah. But like for me, if it is for affirmation, if it is for connection, if, it, if you're feeling like you want to have control over something and you feel like this is an area where you have control, okay, that I absolutely want to have a conversation with you about. Uh-huh. Like where's that message coming from? Right. Because at some point, pornography became the venue, right, that you went to to get whatever it is you were looking for. Hey, since uh, this person's not paying attention to me, I'll get the connection here. Mm -hmm. Hey, since um, I'm afraid to bring up some of my desires and other things because the church or grownups or whatever have told me this is bad. I don't want to say it. I'm just going to go here rather than talk about it. I think it's safe to say that clearly based on the numbers we're talking about, you're not freaking alone. Let's I would I would go into it and saying, it's not just you're alone. You're not, nobody's ever getting what they're looking for. If, if like that is driving you to yeah. pornography, you're yeah. ne- and that's why they were, that's why it's a return industry, right? Right. That's why it's the most addictive substance out there. Tell me why you put quotes around that. I mean, because people say like, you can't, I've, I did a lot of studying and reading into that. And people say like, oh, it's not, it's not addictive. Like, like, so, and I, but that's, so that's why I put quotes on it. Cause there's people are putting out there. Well, it's not, it's not an addiction. It's not because of that same reason. It's like people are, you're just looking for intimacy. You're just looking for, you know, to fill a void or, but that's why I say, uh, 
I, I believe it's unequivocally dangerous to have the mindset that you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Like we can go into the myriad uh, humans that you're impacting when you choose to go there. And to say that it's not an addiction, like numbers don't lie. Well, and if you were to look at Webster's dictionary of what an addiction is, look, I I think you're trying to justify your actions because that's easier. Mm -hmm. And again, you just don't want to face what's going on. I believe the only way to get through what's going on in your world is to face it. You have to walk through it. Mm-hmm. You have oh, yeah. to. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, we're in total agreement on that. Um, so one thing that I think you might've mentioned either on the lat on the first porn paradox show that we did, or mm-hmm. it was in <laughs> text. I don't remember, but you mentioned something about couples using that as like something to, spice up their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I know this is going to be a touchy place to walk, but yeah. I'd like you to kind of expound on that. Cause I have some, some thoughts maybe in encountering that or in agreement, but I just kind of yeah, want you so to expand I, on that. I look at stuff like that where you, you may be doing that. And if both of you have come together and that's what does it for you. Okay. Understood. But I also know that there are couples out there where one's bringing it. Hey, we should introduce this. And one's only doing it to appease the other. That gets dangerous. Because then that person who's only doing it to appease the other may start to feel like, oh, I'm not sufficient. They have to go here. Mm -hmm. Well, that's detrimental, right? But yeah, I do believe. I have been told, and whether or not they're being honest, I don't know. But I, I have had people come to me and say, yeah, it's it's part of our relationship. It works for us. So, I, look, I mean, and we have I'm different... I'm not going to tell you what goes on in my bedroom. That's not going to happen. I'll, I'll just be, I'll be perfectly straight up with you, man, because that's just the space to do it. If somebody told me that, I'm calling 1,000% bullshit. Like, oh yeah, that's what gets us going. And that's, and that's, so that would be like somebody, if somebody came to me and yes, I'm, I'm being extreme on this, but somebody said, Hey, the only way we can get fired up is if we go out and kill puppies. Yeah. And that's part of our routine. It's not healthy. No, it's not. And yes, that, yes, that's judgment. And yes, that's what's, that's whatever goes on in your bedroom is fine. But if you're going to bring it up, if somebody's going to bring it up and say, Hey, well, that's the only way we can, I think that no, dives into a deeper effort. Like the only way that you, and this is this is judgment, so yes, I get it, and it's harsh. But if the only way, like as a couple, like you can get into each other is by watching other people get into each other, I would say that there's something wrong and unhealthy in that relationship. Yeah. So for me, where I go with that, brother, I mean, it, number one, I applaud you. You're 100 percent correct. That is judgment. Yeah. And you get to have it because it's yours. Mm-hmm. I would simply say, hey, you know, um. Do one of the first questions that comes to my mind in this space is, do you need support for something beyond that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I is think- there some way that I can show up for you to 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 meet like that connection? Is there something right? Because, yeah, you might have that judgment, 
But again, and typically, let's be honest, we're having these conversations with one half of the group, right? One half's like, yeah, I'm on board. Okay. So if I say, oh, is your is your partner on board with that too? Of course. What do you think they're going to say? Yeah. Right? So, uh, but again, I show up the way I want to show up. I show up authentically and it's like, hey, you know as well as I do, if there's something that you want to chat about with me, huh? if there's something you want, need, or could use from me, Let's have that conversation. But back to 22, right? When we're talking about uh, who's at the table. Like, I'm one of those humans at the table. Tell me what you need. Because if you're going there because you're not getting a need met, pornography's probably not the root cause. You're throwing a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Right. But that requires someone showing up truthfully and honestly and authentically themselves. God awful inappropriate for me to ask about what's going on in your physical relationship with your spouse. It's mm -hmm. dramatically inappropriate. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Okay. But if you tell me that everything's good, or that you're doing this to make sure, do you want me to go to your spouse and be like, hey, you know, hey, hey Ron said some stuff. I just want to make sure you're <laughs> backing don't. that up. Please don't do that. Uh, no, not no. even a little bit. So honestly, so a lot of this whole couple thing is kind of a, a, a sticking point with me because some of the, I've talked to some, some other women offline and my, my wife included. And... Again, this is judgment, and if I am wrong, I would be so happy to hear from uh, a, a, a female listener that might be listening to it. Or before or, you or say whatever. anything, I want to add to everybody listening and/or watching: a judgment cannot be wrong. In and of it's itself, a judgment cannot be wrong. It's Aaron's right yeah. to have this judgment. He, it's his. Hmm. It's not wrong. I Dad. guess not saying wrong, but if the data that I'm, if the judgment I'm coming to. And the conclusion I'm coming to based on conversations is inaccurate. I'm, I'm great to revisit that. And, I, and I, if somebody has a contradiction to it, I would love to have that conversation. But overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the amount of women that I've talked to say that it's either two, like in, within a couple things. It's either they're doing it just to make their spouse, which is usually the, a, a male, happy. Okay. Because it's what they like. Okay. Or that they've agreed to it, but it makes them feel self-conscious. It makes gives them body issues. It gives them just all kinds of self-esteem issues and, and depression having to watch. Because we're, by nature, human beings, we compare ourselves to everything. Especially in today's age of social media and videos. Like, we compare ourselves to everything. Sure. So there are overwhelming amount of study. I'm going to have stacks of papers and stuff here. And overwhelmingly, one of the common themes is that it men and women that are watching porn are continually comparing themselves to the people in those videos. So how men chat. look, how men perform, how women look, how women perform. So let's chat. Yeah. 
these humans that have approached you about this subject. Well, I'm only doing it for this. Have they said anything to their spouse? I mean, what if they can't? No, sir. Oh, no, I get then it. I get it. The, go well, ahead. Now, hang on. Yeah, and no, go this ahead. goes back to what I was saying. The reality of it is pornography is the surface, mm -hmm. right? That's just what you see. What are you lacking? And if you can't safely go to your spouse about how you feel, about them looking at pornography as opposed to coming to you with that need, the issue, I assure you, is not pornography. No, and I'm if not you saying... cannot safely bring that up to your spouse, and this is where I will go to the line with you. This is a hill I'm dying on, brother. I know. If you cannot safely bring this to your spouse, your problem is not pornography. I don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that. My point is, if a dude, if a man was drinking and beating the crap out of his wife, mm -hmm. but she's staying around because she's not, she doesn't feel safe enough to say anything. There's no way we're going to her. I mean, most people aren't going to go be like, "Well, we need to figure out what else is going on." Yeah. Well, but who, if who's not going to them? Well. It, I mean, for, I'm talking in general, right? We're, we're looking at like, yeah, he's beating you. Leave, right? No, it, it, because I don't believe it's as easy as leave. If it was as easy as leave, the left would have done been gone, right? Well, no, I mean, I, when you're talking about abuse, I mean, that's a, that's a, like a sticky you're situation. wrong. What I'm saying is let's address the problem. You're not safe going to your spouse with it. Mm-hmm. Right? In what capacity? You're afraid that they're going to leave you. You're afraid that they're going to hit you. That you're afraid of their response. That you don't want to do this. What are you afraid of? That's why I say, Aaron, pornography, the reason that it's such a giant industry is because people hide behind it. Oh, I don't disagree at all. I'm, right? I'm with you. I'm so, with you in this. What, what do they mean they don't feel safe? Are they in relationships that they don't feel safe in? I mean, that happens all the time, right? People don't feel safe in relationships all the time. So I, I haven't heard from those people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. At, I'm just at, saying. At least from the pornography side, right? So my encouragement to those, if you are one of those spouses that Aaron's talking about, number one, you already know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. you, it's appropriate to go to your partner and say, hey, look, um, I'm only doing this. Uh, because you want to do this. This is not something I want to do. So that brings up something entirely different, right? Why are you doing something you don't want to do? Especially with someone who loves you. And I'll tell you why you get air quotes on that one if you want to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, no, I know why. I know why they're air quotes. I mean, I just think it's that's, so... That's disheartening. Yeah, and the, and the reason I say that is because it's so very close to my story. Like, I cheated on my wife because oh, I want this connection. Oh, this person's paying attention to me. Oh, just like we talked about in twenty two, I feel seen. I feel mm -hmm. pursued. I feel this right. Yep. Like 
That's why I get so fired up and passionate about this. It's vitally important. Like, and Jennifer and I are are in really interesting space right now in that I wake up at a 10, right? For for those of you who have not had the opportunity no. to read the book, <laughs> Come As You Are, if you haven't read yeah. it, you have to read it. Yeah. Um, it, it's predominantly about women's sexuality, but it was an eye opener for me. It was absolutely fantastic. But I wake up at a 10 and that's normal, right? She wakes up one or two. That's also normal. Yep. Right? Like, and, and, and that's, that's where I want folks to get to is, Hey, what is it I pursued, right? It wasn't another woman. I didn't pursue another woman. I pursued being seen, being affirmed, being chased or pursued. That's what, that's what, if that's what your partner is looking for, that is a dramatically different conversation. Agree, and and I, I want to I want to be clear. Like I agree with with you in 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 everything that you said. I'm my kind of devil's advocate is there's obviously if something is going on and you're not like you're in a relationship and you're not okay watching this stuff or partaking in this stuff, you need to say something. It's the same thing if you're in a, in a kind of abusive relationship. Yeah. No, I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I guess what I'm saying is, in today's society, right? If we <clears throat> For the most part, if we see a woman that's showing up with a black eye or bruises, we're going to say something. We're going to we say, hey, you see that. Yes. But the yeah. danger behind the pornography is, again, it's going on in your bedroom and it's none of my business. Yeah. And well, I think that's where the danger comes in. So I just want to – so there's a quick – and this kind of goes along to the study. So there's a study that was done in 2012 uh, that says couples who never – Sorry, couples who never watched porn had higher rates of relationship satisfaction than couples who looked at porn alone and similar rates of relationship satisfaction as those who watched it together. But couples who never watched porn also experienced less infidelity than couples who watched porn together. I believe that. So I believe that. It, we talk about like, I take ex extraordinary steps in my opinion to, to protect myself. Part of my story, you talk about like what your story and what you led and what you were chasing to. I was introduced to pornography at a very young age, at a very inappropriately yep. young age. <laughs> and from nine on, I didn't understand what I was chasing or looking at, but it was there and I was trying to find it. So that's part of my story. So I, I have apps on my phone and I have things that I take precautions. It sends a report to my wife and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. Like, I'm proud about that. <laughs> Researching for stuff for this, for this episode, put up some red flags on stuff, but it's great. Cause yeah. we can have a conversation and, and she trusts me. Trust me in that. Something I found really, really interesting doing this research is talking about. And I think we can all agree the unrealistic expectations of what real life intimacy and sex are in a relationship, especially a marriage relationship versus what the porn industry portrays it as. Like I, I like so, sex is never turned down, right? If you're watching porn all the time, nobody ever gets told no. Nobody gets ever gets told like I've had too much of a day with the kids. Nobody ever well, gets told, hey, hey, I want to do this or try this or 
pour this all over you. Nobody ever gets told no, right? So that, especially as men, that creates unrealistic expectations of what intimacy and relationships look like. And for me, this brings up something that I believe is a key word that not many people talk about, and that is desire. And desire is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Desire is beautiful. And everybody has their built-in desires or something that comes along and they're like, oh, I desire that. It's absolutely vital that you go to your partner. Hey, I have this desire and I want, I, I just want to run it by you. So um, I did an exercise with Jen at one time called Always, Sometimes, Never. This is what's always allowed in an uh-huh. intimate encounter. This is what's sometimes allowed in an intimate encounter. And here's what's never allowed in an intimate encounter. Dude, it was a horrendously uncomfortable conversation (laughs) for me because I didn't know how she was going to see me in those desires. Great conversation around always, sometimes, never. But it required a conversation. If you desire something as a human, you got to run it by your partner. Hey, you know, I, I was thinking about this and they might, they might ask, well, where did you see or hear about that? Have that conversation too. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just came to your head because of your imagination. Could. But I think it's vitally important to know your desires are good. So on that I, I, I des- normal desires and everything you, but I believe through the research that I have done that watching pornography changes and shapes your changes your desires into something that is completely unhealthy. Thousand percent, I'm on board. One thing that concerns me in what you just said. What? You led with normal desires, brother. I guess that's you can't, subjective. Uh, it is. And, and I, I guess think normal it's vitally is. important that we're very very careful talking about this topic. Because, like I said, what if I wake up at 10 and Jen wakes up at 2? Well, Jen, what's wrong with you? I, so normal is not really right. I, I wanted, in the general scope of this of the podcast, what is often referred to as like, I don't, I don't know how to say normal. Say. Normal is the only word I could think of, but I'm not saying everybody has to fit a certain mold. Right. I and, mean, there's certain things like that desires are, are different. So my, my whole point behind that is, so something I'm going to go back to the notes. So something else I found. This was five studies, five studies that show how often porn normalizes violence against women, and it gives a couple examples. So there's just a couple points that I'm gonna uh, that I want to read through that they highlighted. So it says lifetime pornography use and greater use of porn led to increased engagement in sexual behaviors sometimes described as rough and or dominant. Again, some desires might be different. But it says porn consumption increases physical and verbal sexual aggression towards women. The use of porn increases sexual or sexual choking acts. And more porn use increases the likelihood of sexually dominant behaviors, distancing them from their partners and reducing their sense of sexual satisfaction. I think you can go to studies of people like Ted, like looking at Ted Bundy. Like your brain gets desensitized to something. And you have to feed it, feed that addiction to get something more extreme. Read that last one again. 
the last one. Mm-hmm. More porn use increases the likelihood of sexually dominant behaviors, distancing them from their partners and reducing their sense of sexual satisfaction. Stop. Distancing them from their partners. Everything that you just rattled off means something to someone. That right there, distancing them from their partners. Uh Oh, yeah. That, I believe, is the number one issue with pornography. Oh, I I don't disagree. And I would, we talk about, like, you talk about, like, you're, you're searching after that that intimacy you want to be seen you want to be pursued and people go to p- pornography for that looking for it and ironically or maybe not ironically, that's not the right word all it does is cause more distance and more rift because you can't ever get that perfect situation that you're watching on the screen right there's no there's no headaches in porn there's no kids there's no math homework right i I'll tell you, as we were talking, I realized what my biggest hang-up with the pornography industry is. What's that? I have friends who won't be able to watch or listen to this podcast. Because of the extensive filters they have put in their worlds to make sure they don't go there. And I'm okay with that. If that's somebody that's protecting themselves and they won't be able to listen to that, I just don't like it. But that's just another unintended consequence of the industry. Yeah. This industry is running roughshod throughout our society. And my opinion is because nobody will stand up and say that this is wrong. Or if they do, it's it's in the minority. Because there's money silencing it. Where you're coming from. I do. And, and I and you and I had this conversation, and I've already said that I'm more liberal in this space because I don't know what's going on. And I think it's important too. normal looks different to a lot of different people. I would just yeah. encourage you if you're listening to this or you're watching this right now and you have some concerns because of this industry, um, speak up, right? It's, it's evident that your judgment of it being as wrong as it is has to do with those who are close to you. And I love that about you. That says so much about your heart. Um, and I think it's vitally important that those humans understand that the messages they're taking on about themselves in that space are not the truth about them. And if they can, it's vitally important that they reach out to a safe uh, place and talk about the fact, this is what it's doing to me. And if that's not your partner, please Please evaluate that relationship. No, I, I think that's I think that's great advice. I think evaluating the relationship, and that's what I was getting at. Like, like if there's an, I don't know. And this again, this is a lot of this is judgment. I've done a lot of research and a lot of reading on this, so my judgment is based on the facts and stuff that I've read. And I get it; you can find studies on both sides. But if we, you know, as society, we look at a woman who's being emotionally or mentally abused. Or even physically abused, you know. Say, you know, you need to protect yourself. You need to leave or get counseling or get or whatever it is. But when it comes to kind of the for for the most part, when it comes to like the pornography stuff, if somebody feels like they're being abused because of pornography in their relationship, 
we go into the whole, it's none of anybody's business because what happens in your bedroom is in your bedroom. Well, if the abuse is outside of that bedroom, that's a problem. Well, if the abuse is... Quite frankly, if it's in the bedroom... That's what I was going to say. If you feel that you are being abused, Mm -hmm. it's abuse. Uh, 100%. We're done. We're not having... There's no more to that conversation. If you feel that you're being abused, you're being abused. That's the end of the story. I don't care what your partner has to say. You feel like you're being abused. And I agree with you. And that's... I guess that's where my... I guess my mission with this is like, I want, I guess I want a world where if people are feel like they're being abused by somebody using pornography as a weapon or as a tool or whatever, that that's okay to come forward and talk about that. Of course. So it's we're the on the same, same page with that. It's the same thing with your story. Mm-hmm. I want a world where someone who's been abused like you have, that you get to say that. And you can darn sure, dude, you can darn sure bet that if anybody came to me and said, well, Aaron wasn't abused, I'd come through this freaking computer monitor. I know you would. That's why I love you. And you and I have. The reality of it is, if you feel like you're being abused, you're being abused. Done. Yeah. I think that's that's a hard stop. That's a, I I agree with you in that aspect. And that's, I think that's where my, my passion for this comes in is. Part of my story was being introduced to this stuff. Sure. I mean, I, you know, full transparency, and we're talking about authenticity and vulnerability. Is like, I, any opportunity I could find, I didn't understand why, but any opportunity I could find, I was trying to. I mean, back when malls had bookstores, like I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember Walden Books at the mall, you know, the bookstores that they still sold, you know, the, the adult magazines, the Playboys, whatever they are. Yeah. And I would try to tear open the corner and just get a, a I'm 10. And now looking back, what is it you were wanting? I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I, at that time, I was so confused as to what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an adult, it's easy to say, well, I was probably looking for. There's definitely not the physical sex side of it because I was 10. So probably some sort of, I don't know. I would, I just. I can't tell you what 10-year-old was looking for. Right. I mean, I agree now. It's it's always looking for something, some sort of intimacy, feeling some sort of like, hey, my wife's not going to... Again, like I said, like in real life, like when you're married with small kids, it's like, cool, bedtime took longer, headache, sickness, we got school tomorrow. Like things happen. <clears throat> with porn, it's easy. Click, click, you're there. Nobody's telling me, no, I can watch whatever I want about mm-hmm. whatever I want and be done with it and go about my way. And it's the quick connection. Yeah. But it's fleeting. And as soon as it's it's gone, it's 10 minutes later. Right. But you're unsatisfied. It's essentially eating, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a food and like 10 minutes later, I'm hungry again. Well, it's it's the same thing with, it's the same thing with drugs or alcohol. Once the high wears off from the, you know, the drugs. Yeah. It's an endorphin kick. Sure. You've got to go back to it. So I guess for me, where I go with this is if you are experiencing, whether you believe it to be an addiction to pornography or you're not, or you have someone in your world that you believe, hey, ask, what are you looking for? And then to Aaron's point in our last episode, challenge them on it. I think you're looking for something else. 
I think you're right. I think anybody in any kind of any time you're looking to fill a void with something, alcohol, food, pornography, sure. work, sure. money, car, whatever, whatever it is. Yep. I mean, I would say money, cars, work are all good things in their essence. In their <sighs> essence, yeah, they can become bad things. I would not put porn, drugs, alcohol in like. I mean, <laughs> backtrack the alcohol thing. I'm a bourbon fan to a point. But you know what I mean. Like if you're using it for something, something different, right? If you're, buddy, you know as well as I do. If somebody's masking something, please, God, get help. Yep. Because I, ma- I mask with humor, right? It, we started this entire episode chuckling, right? Well, we started yeah. this entire episode chuckling because I'm trying to mask my fear with humor. It doesn't matter what the mask is. You're masking nonetheless. Yep. Own it. Completely hey, accurate. What's, what's going on? What am I? Like I said, every single tab that's open on my computer right now, I'm looking for something from that site. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for from this site? Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. And, and again, I have kind of a, I guess I have much more of a passion on the other side of, I know I'm not, I'm just one person and I'm never going to rid the world of this. I get it. But, and this would be my, my kind of parting shot with it. I just see my boys being inundated with this stuff everywhere. Sure. And having, being a person that was abused sexually and had my innocence ripped away and felt addicted to this stuff from 10 years old through no, fault of my own at the time, I'm very passionate about it to see it go away. And then to circle back to the front of the beginning of this episode, if we're living in a world now where people can traffic children, take videos of them and put them on the internet for people to pay for simply by blurring out their face, I have a major problem with that. Good. And I would offer this. Well, let me just finish it. Cause I, this is going to sound harsh and it is a judgment, but if you're paying for these sites and you're partaking, if you're not looking at the child stuff, you're enabling it. I don't know if that's judgment or data. I'd have to think about that. I would, I would say it's data, but if you're paying these websites for, and let's just say stuff that is considered not, not you know, it's not the child trafficking and stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact is that there's a market for it. And I believe there's a market for this stuff because we've become desensitized to what porn used to be. Okay. Because now we need more extreme stuff to satisfy that need. Sure. So to your point, I think you'll probably touch on this, but to your point, if, if this is something that somebody struggles with, you know somebody that struggles with, again, have a conversation, talk about it, figure out what is the root cause of everything and what's causing you to search and to go down that destructive path. Because in my opinion, in my in my world, it's only ever led to destruction. So a couple of things going down a destructive path that too, in and of itself is a judgment. Mm-hmm. It's a path that can be destructive on levels as we've discussed today are far, much farther reaching than you're probably giving it credit for. In your parting shot, you started with, I realize I'm one man and I can't change the world. I would offer this. Simply by talking about this, you had people reach out to you 
yeah. to talk about it. So for them, you have. So we'll just simply offer that maybe, maybe you can take a look at you're probably not going to have a worldwide impact the way that you would define worldwide impact. Yep. But you have changed someone's world simply because you're willing to come on here and talk about some tough shit. So I love you. I love, I love that about you. Um, I'm glad that we are having the conversation that we are because I know it can't have the power that it has and no one's going to the sites. <laughs> no. I'm glad that I have someone at my table who has the balls to come and sit. I dig that. Um, that said, if, uh, if you are uh, in a situation where you are not safe, you do not feel safe, you feel as though you are being abused, and abuse looks different to everybody. If you, Again, if you feel you're being abused, you are. That's the end of the sentence. Yep. I encourage you, please, please, please reach out uh, to someone that you feel is safe. In the event that's us, um, the warrior and the wolf at gmail.com is probably the safest spot for you to go with that. Uh, I brought this book up and it's why I hopped off screen for a hot second. It's on my shelf. Yes, that's a purse. Don't get carried away. Come as you are. Uh, Emily is an absolute rock star. Emily has a, a Ted talk. If you want to check it out. Um, this is a fantastic book. Um, just just to get a better grasp of, yep, that's normal. Yep, that's normal. My judgment is that sex is a lot like politics and religion. We don't talk about it very often. Uh, and clearly, it's a big deal. It is a big, big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, encourage everybody uh, watching or listening, hey, um, Sex is clearly a part of society. It's certainly a part of my world. I have a license. Um, it's a marriage license. So, like, I just, I, I encourage you. I don't know why we don't talk about it. Desires are okay. I mean, we, I do know why, we, why I don't talk about it, um, but that's another episode. So, um, appreciate you all sticking around for what, again, like I can... I can only describe this as a very tough topic. Um, it is. Thanks. This, this, yeah. this, is, this is tough. And um, we certainly know that we're not the only ones that are impacted. Um, and again, we want to love on you the best that we can. Absolutely. And I appreciate what you said. Um, yeah. If, you, if somebody wants to reach out, this is a good segue. Again, uh, social media handles. We are at the warrior and the wolf podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Brian is really good about checking our social media posts and everything else like that. Um, Brian tag Emily Nagoski. She's an absolute rock star. Love her. That's the only thing we want to tag in this episode, not the other stuff. Um, we don't need to be contributing to that, but yeah, um, don't go to the other websites. No, we didn't not the other websites. No. Um, or the email, you know, email it. As you reminded me, it's just the warrior and the wolf at gmail.com. Yeah. And same as the website, the warrior and the wolf 
which I just recently discovered is also some crazy like Japanese kung fu film. So I might have to watch that. We should probably do a live review or something like that. Now there's a film I'm willing to watch. There you go. So I would like we. This has been a very serious topic, and we talked about some really heavy stuff and got fired up a little bit about stuff. So I, if you're okay with it, I would like to end this with a little bit of levity and tell a funny story about myself about how I almost lost my entire beard a few weeks ago due to a flaming marshmallow. Give it to me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. All right. We were camping the other a few weeks ago with my uh, boys, my parents, and my boys love toasting marshmallows, right? So I'm sitting there. Obviously, I have this majestic, wonderful beard. Toasting a marshmallow for my four-year-old. It caught on fire. I went to go blow the thing out. I moved the skewer up a little too fast, and I felt like I was in a medieval like movie where they catapult like the flaming ball of oil yeah. over the castle wall. And I just see this flaming marshmallow come and land right here. And it tumbles down onto the chair. And it's like there's a flaming marshmallow sitting between my, my legs on the camping chair. Face is on fire. So I had to make a choice of do I save my beard or do I save slide out of the chair, catch my pants on fire. So I gingerly get up from the chair, people yelling at me, the chair's on fire, and then they realize so was my face. So nice little burn hair right in through here. Oh, so. yeah, that is thinner. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So just a bit of advice from the warrior is don't blow your marshmallows out too fast or you might set your face How on fire. Get here. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just felt like we needed some levity at the end. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me, sir. Yeah, maybe you got it. Maybe. All right. So again, I'm the warrior right over there. I'm the wolf. Thank Love you so much, man. Hey, we'll see you all soon.